Hey, welcome everyone. It's Mark Nelson, Chief Meteorologist here at Fox 12. You've reached episode 69. We've made it to number 69, almost to 70. It is Thursday, September 14th. Okay, I've got that part right. And I'm joined by uh, Camilla Ortiz. Hello, Camilla. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. And we've got Katie Suniga. She joins us. Katie, it looks like you're outside, right? I have to enjoy this weather. Yeah, it's so good. Sit inside. Really nice stuff out there. I think I saw the latest temperature at three o'clock. I think I don't have that right in front of me here, but I think it was eighty-four degrees at PDX. That's at three oh. o'clock. Oh, we're, 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 we're going for like ninety, that. right? I think yeah, so. we're going for ninety. I think that's the idea. Well, we said it was going to hit ninety, so it's going to hit ninety. We've decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, can confirm eighty-four at three. 84. So we'll see. Sometimes this time of the year, there's a rapid rise. We had a cooler morning at 56. And, you know, the elephant in the room here, who's missing? (gasps) Jeff. He's gone. Jeff is finally taking a much needed vacation. I'm not saying he was stressed out. We love Jeff, but uh, he's he's doing something somewhere. I have no idea, but he is not really in contact much this week, which uh, he kind of likes it that way. So good for him. But he will be back for next week's podcast for the the big episode 7-0. Won't that be exciting? Yeah. All right. So... I was going to say we've, we've got our little headlines here. I'm trying to be organized. Believe it or not, this I've never actually hosted this podcast. Kind of strange, Yeah, I was going to say, think? so if this completely goes <laughs> off the rails, we'll know why. Right. We've all seen that, you know, we go to YouTube, we look at train crashes maybe, and sometimes they come across, you don't even want to see it. It could happen. We will see, but we'll try to hold it together here. <laughs> all right. So we're, let's do summer recap because I know it feels like summer out there. We've got temperatures right around 90, but uh, we did have some... Did we have a high temperature only in the 60s last week? I know we had some lower mm-hmm. 70s out there. Upper 60s and low 70s last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like fall for a little while. But what we do is um, uh, NOAA, National Oceanic At- Atmospheric Administration, they they partition up the seasons by month. So the summer season is June, July, and August. And fall is September, October, November. And on and on it goes. Uh, winter is December, January, February. We don't follow the, the traditional calendar. This is like the official NOAA definition of summer. So now that all the numbers came in, they just finished coming in uh, early this week, June, July, and August. What do we have there? Well, it's, it's pretty obvious what happened in the Northwest. That color there, it's much above average. Most of Oregon and all of Washington and a good chunk of Idaho was much above average. We had, we had a hot summer. I think that's the main message there. And uh, just to take a jump in here, uh, this shows the last 100 years, oh. Portland's Climate Division 2, which wow. is, the, is the Western Valley. It's kind of the I-5 corridor. Mm-hmm. And look at that jump the last, what do we have there, about 10 years, 11 years? Pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. The last cool summer was 20, oh, wait, I didn't count it right, 14, 13, it was 2012. 2012 was the last cool summer. And I remember 2010 and 2011 were really cool summers. So yeah, uh, warm stuff. We, we've had an average summer, pretty close to average of 2020. It was pretty, pretty normal. But other than that, man, we've just had a series of blazing hot numbers. And Camille, I know you were looking into stuff as well. Here's a graphic for you folks. I'm running the graphics, but uh, everybody's talking about all the different graphics. So they may say, Mark, you're going too fast. Slow down, move it, whatever. So, yeah. yeah and for folks that maybe aren't watching, we'll also try to explain right. what, what we're showing here visually. So now we have a summer recap graphic up here that just kind of shows you 
the temperature departure from normal for each of the months of June, July, and August of this year. And they were all warmer than average. Uh, August was significantly warmer than average, almost five degrees warmer than average. Uh, and if you average out all those three numbers, uh, you get a, a summer that was about three and a half degrees warmer than typical, which, you know, that's pretty significant. It's our, I'm seeing here, third hottest summer ever recorded uh, in Portland, at least going back to about 1940 when those records started at the airport. So, right. uh, yeah, this, this is pretty significant. And uh, Mark, I don't know if you want to talk about how, you know, four of the five hottest summers have all happened, one in the last six years. Yeah, since 2018. I think I'm the one that put that text on there. And sometimes, let's be honest, we're all co-workers. Sometimes I'll put a piece of text on a graphic. <laughs> like last night, Camilla goes, so she very nicely says, so what did you mean by this? I don't think it was this graphic. No, but, I can't um, remember what it said. It was, oh, shoot. Yeah, it was the wording. Something about the wording. I was like, yeah. what is he trying to say here? <laughs> It's nice to know I'm not the only one that has that issue. <laughs> Wait, with said me? That to me? No, with me. <laughs> oh, okay, the other okay. day, he said that to me. He's like, okay, I think I know what you were trying to get at with this graphic, but can you explain it to me a little? That's right. Yeah, so it happens to everybody. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. this one means since 2018, I think the deal is, so we've had, let's see, 18, 19, 20, 21. So is that six summers? Yeah, so out of those last six summers, I think four of those were the hottest uh, the in the top five. Yeah, hey, how about we sense. say it that way? They were in the top five. Ranked in the top five. Wow. That makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So that's that's yeah. the uh, numbers for Portland. And look at the 90-degree days there. Wow. wow. That's wow, hot. We are really getting close, aren't we, this year to last year? Yeah, yeah, we are. I should point out for people that aren't watching, you're just listening to the podcast. I admit I only listen to this podcast. Is that kind of weird or what? I listen to it on my, on my commute. <laughs> I feel like that's um, more normal for a podcast, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's normal. But So we should point out, so we've had 24 yeah. days at or above 90 in Portland so far this, this year. Um, and the average, a 30-year average, is about 14 and a half, 15 days. We round up to 15. So in 2020, we had 15 days at or above 90. That's That was about normal. 2019, actually, we had fewer than normal. But look so, at the last three years. Say, oh, go ahead. Look at this. If we hit 90 today and tomorrow, like we expect... That mm -hmm. means that, you know, in the last 10 years, 2015, 2018, and 2022 will be the only ones that had more. So in the last 10 years, we'll be the top fourth of 90 degree days. And that's if we don't hit it yeah. anymore. Right. The top four. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah, yeah. We would be in the top four in the last 10 years of right. most 90 degree days. That's... All-time record was 20, If you, since some of you are just listening. All-time record is 31 days out or above 90. That was in 2018. 2015 and 2022, we had 29 days. And then uh, so far, we've had 24 days this year, just like we did in 2021. So, yeah, if you were to add two more, then make a 26. And 2017. So. Yeah. Oh, you're right, 2017 as well. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, lots of heat. Great for the garden. Got a lot of peppers. Nice. But, um, Me too. A little excessive, I would say. Now, here's the other thing. And um, this one, Camilla, take a look at this one. Or do you want to go over this one? Sure. Yeah. I, and, you know, this definitely makes a difference, especially for uh, folks who don't have air conditioning, because we have mm -hmm. had uh, a lot of warm nights this summer. Here's a look. This graphic is basically showing us number of nights at or above 60 degrees in Portland. And uh, we're approaching that record number. So we've got 60 so far this year. All-time record happened last year when we hit 62 
uh, nights at or above 60 degrees in Portland. But you can see a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty steady, at least in, in recent years, that's a pretty steady climb that I'm seeing uh, from 2016 all the way to, you know, last year and this year. Right. So when you go back in time, it's interesting if you go back and look at Portland, you know, 50, 80 years ago, there were mm-hmm. far fewer 60 degree nights. Now, not only are we know our climate is warming, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of or at least, probably at least half of this is due to the urban heat island. I mean, I Portland is a much yeah, much bigger mm-hmm. urban area than it used to be. So that's yeah. part of it. But we see it in the rural areas in Western Oregon as well. It's not just in the urban areas. It's just it's just more. Well, let's say it's more dramatic in the urban areas like Portland and yeah. Salem. It's really noticeable. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we got more numbers. Camilla, go. It's all you. Camilla's a summer person. Katie's got her special segment coming up. Oh, I'm so uh, yes. oh, going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. So this is just uh, kind of rehashing summer across Oregon. Uh, and just like Mark was mentioning, you know, it's not just Portland where we were seeing these warmer temperatures. Salem had its fourth warmest summer this year. Uh, 2021 and 2022 were even hotter. Corvallis had its third warmest summer, and then Astoria had its sixth warmest summer. So you can see uh, this graphic is telling you records go back to different dates. So Salem and Corvallis, mm-hmm. those go back uh, all the way back to the 1890s. Astoria, we just have right. records back to 1950. So just to be fully transparent. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty impressive summer across the board. Yeah, just hot once again. You know, mm-hmm. um, part of the reason I made this graphic is I will have people say, well, that's just – and I'll even have – Maybe some local people that have weather knowledge will say, well, it's just the Portland area is extra hot. So it's not warming that much. Well, the the site in Corvallis, that's a rural site. It's actually between Corvallis and Albany, kind of out in farm fields. It's it's the, I think it's OSU test, like agricultural station, something like that. So, I mean, there's no urban area there and it's still the third hottest summer. And 2015, 2021, like you said, were the hottest. And Astoria, I think we're all in agreement. There's no urban area around the Astoria airport. Have you ever seen the... <laughs> right. Have you ever... I think I that's a Young's it. Bay Bridge. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just kind of marshland. Yeah. So sixth warmest summer. And, and Astoria, I'm guessing... I think it's probably true that Astoria is really dominated by the ocean temperatures. So if we have cooler than normal ocean temperatures in the summer it's tougher to have real warm summer temps because there's that big body of water out there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty darn warm. Yeah. Pretty pretty amazing across the board. Okay, and you're thinking, what the heck is Mark throwing up on the screen now? Oh, Look at this funny. ancient piece of history. <laughs> and when we say ancient, we don't mean my childhood, folks. We're talking about, let's go back to 1915. So this is from our state climatologist, Larry O'Neill. He found this. Uh, well, I mean, he probably has access to all sorts of stuff. And when I was looking at the weather records for Corvallis, like I said, Corvallis is a good long-term site because it's away from a city. And I noticed there was this, I don't have it here. No, I don't have it here. Um, What you're seeing here, folks, is the original observer's form from August 1915 in Corvallis. People, you know, would manually write things down, right? Because that's just how it's done. You see the low temperature for the day, the high temperature for the day. It's all in handwriting. The prevailing wind direction, always north and northwest. And lots of clear skies or partly cloudy skies. Um, but when I look back at the weather records, uh, let me go back one. Notice I say third warmest summer. Mm-hmm. Technically, according to records, it's the fourth warmest summer this year. Because technically, in the weather records, Corvallis had a hotter summer in 1915. But look closely. I know it's really hard for you to see. Um, but look at the um, look at like mid-month. Look at the 20th 19, and 21st. 91, well, look 92, at the lows. 96. Look at the Whoa, lows on the 20s. Lows in the 80s. 
1881. What? Right. Yeah, that makes no sense. Corvallis, uh, out in farm fields in 1915, had lows three nights in the 80s. That doesn't even happen now. Yeah. So clearly there was an issue back then. I'm guessing maybe somebody was on vacation, an observer maybe filled in for a week or two or three. Yeah. But the whole month, I mean, what's the average low? No, the average low says 67 somehow, which is still really warm for them. 67.2, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> how do they get the average of 67? Well, anyway, the point is, yeah, he said, yeah, something was going on there. Somebody didn't know how to measure the temperatures. I've never seen a low of 84 and a high of 96 in our climate. That's like Key West. Yeah, that's you insane. Know? Yeah, that's so there, there can be records. In, I mean, there can be errors in records from way back in time, so we have to be careful sometimes. So I just threw that out. Maybe that was a little above my pay grade. I shouldn't have done that, but I, I didn't consider that summer's record numbers to be uh, accurate there. Yeah. Hey, here's a fun little graphic I oh, found my. today. So this is from Brett Brett Schneider. Do either of you follow him on Twitter? I don't no, think so. You have to be oh. a real hardcore weather nerd to follow this guy. Oh. He's always putting up graphics like this, like you know, snow graphics, temperature graphics, fog graphics. And uh, this is from uh, him, and, and it just shows he, he's a climatologist up in, in Alaska, and it just shows a 75-year change in summer temps. So what, what kind of sticks out there? What, what do you see? If the school teacher says, okay, kids, what, what's interesting up there? Not that you're kids, <laughs> but you know, you know how the teacher would throw stuff up on the wall and go, okay, yeah. what do you see? It's really interesting that the Pacific Northwest seems to have uh, a warmer, right, temperature anomaly, but then the Midwest... right. A lot of portions of the Midwest were have been cooler. Yeah, yeah. Summers have been stayed about the same over seventy five years in the middle Midwest. Uh-huh. But look at the whole West. I mean, really, from the Rockies westward, almost all areas significantly warmer. That is the East Coast as well. Yeah. And you can even see some urban heat islands in there, like uh, Minneapolis or like a Pittsburgh. Uh, is it Pittsburgh? No, not Pittsburgh. Oh, I see. You're looking over on the Minneapolis. East there's yeah. a little bit of an urban heat island there. But anyway, that was an interesting graphic. Yeah. And then for the people that say, and I get this all the time, well, if I don't get, oh, yeah, it was, it was hotter around here 150,000 years ago. I get that off and on. <laughs> but more commonly, I get people that say, oh, yeah, the 1930s Dust Bowl records were much higher than what we're seeing now. It was much hotter. Well, yes, it was in the Midwest. Midwest mm-hmm. was much hotter in the 1930s. But globally, these are global temperatures, uh, annual temperature, the annual temperature, just, you know, the globe. And notice, there's your 1930s. There was no, it was not a global event, the Dust Bowl, uh, 1930s heat back in the Midwest. We had some of that. Our 1930s were warm here, but that was a localized thing back east. So when somebody says 1930s were much hotter, it is true. Most of their all-time records were set back then. So there you go. A little bit of interesting stuff. Yeah, Look at that's interesting. We just covered that, actually. We talked about the Dust Bowl in one of my meteorology classes just oh, in yeah? the last week. Yeah, and uh, that was brought up just because when you're thinking about global climate, it's really hard for people, I think, to wrap their heads around a sure. global scale. Uh, people just think in their region, right, in their local right. area. And so, uh, yeah, it's interesting because you can really nitpick and just kind of grab data right. from certain areas to tell kind of whatever story you want if you think about right. it. Right. Yeah, we so, have to be careful yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so we crossed off summer recap. Let's go to hot days. So today's hot. We well, we think it's going to be hot. We think it'll be about yeah. 90. And so uh we're let's compare it to last year. First of all, that's our 7-day forecast, folks. Fresh. You know what? Just dropped. Uh, just dropped. Just <laughs> dropped. 
or exported from our graphics machine, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I took out the showers, by the way, for Monday. Yeah. No model nice. really has showers unless we get drizzle out of some clouds, but that seems unlikely. Tuesday looks dry. We're kind of in between things there. And then there, that upper level low seems to want to drop in next Wednesday. So some models are kind of wettish with, you know, a quarter inch of rain. Others say sprinkles and that's it. So, um, yeah, a few showers. But it's going to be nice and cooler next week. But some people are like, okay, I've had enough of this summer thing. Yeah. Lots of cooler stuff. What about you two? 353 time just dropped 87. Yep. 87. So we're going to get there. I think we're going to get to 90. It's yeah. ramping up right at the end. I got a, I got yep. a good feeling mm-hmm. about this one. Got mm-hmm. a good feeling. Yep. <laughs> so as far as whether I'm ready or not, um, as I sit here and drink my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it really pumpkin spice latte? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's sitting outside. It's 87 degrees and she's sipping a PSL. I love it. That's my point is like, <laughs> I am ready for fall, but I'm kind of not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anything else in that latte? Like anything extra? Uh, soy milk. Splash oh, okay. of Kahlua maybe. Yeah, maybe. It is my day yeah. off. I mean. Yeah. You can do what you want on your day off. Yeah. Uh, no, but Katie, I totally feel that because I kind of feel the same way. I like the transition period. I like having a little bit of both, uh, mm-hmm. seeing the sunnier, warmer days, but then also getting some cooler, cloudier days. This is like my favorite time of year here in the it Pacific is. Northwest. And the only it's the only reason this year I would say that I am ready for I, I would be okay with a prolonged dry fall is my son started football uh, and mm-hmm. sitting out at his football game in the rain. Not the best. Not, not my favorite thing to do. So yeah. I would be okay if Saturday stayed dry for about six more weeks. <laughs> yeah. Six more weeks, all our trees will be dead. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Would you rather split be wood with dry weather or in the pouring rain? I mean, I, all the outdoor stuff I like to do, of course, the dry weather is better. But when I look around the woods around my house, it's like, ooh, it is really dry. We know in four yeah. months mm-hmm. we've had less than two inches of rain. So yeah. what we should yeah. get in the perfect world, we get four inches of rain the next two days. And then it's sunny for the next two weeks. And then Sounds four great. inches of rain again for two days. <laughs> and then it's sunny for the next two weeks. That would be perfect, but that's not how it works, right? No. Yeah. I also have said this before. My husband laughs at me. I would love it if it just rained at night. Yes. So while we're sleeping, let the rain come. And then when you wake up in the morning, the sun comes up. And that's... Oh, I, I like that. I like that plan. powers, that's what I would do. That would yeah. be perfect. Yeah, yeah. that would be perfect. Then okay, you know, we're pulling out the Euro. If I'm running this podcast, we're pulling oh, up some Euro maps, boy. some charts. Watch out, your ensembles here. Yeah, here we go. So, folks, this is just the ensemble average, 51 members of the uh, Euro uh, model, number one global global model. Mm-hmm. And um, look at the change from low 90s, Thursday and Friday, um, and then the drop. And, you know, it's pretty clear cut that we're going into a cooler pattern. Not cold, but just yeah. more normal. 70s. I will take seven. that 79. See that 73 on that Saturday, the 23rd? I will take that. That will be a great day to go to a football game. Yeah. And I'm sure that number won't change for the next seven days either. No, not at all. Because <laughs> I have to tell you, last week when it was, mm-hmm. like, how hot was it last Saturday? Everybody that was sitting in the sun moved because we couldn't handle it. It was That was just, 89, wasn't it? it? Was, yes. I was out of it town. It was beating but, down yeah. on us, and we were all sitting in these bleachers, and everybody just moved. We couldn't handle yeah, it. it too yeah, too warm. That sun is Too still warm. strong. We've had we've had uh, our swim practices at an outdoor pool the last several weeks, and if you forget to put on sunscreen, as I have on the back of my neck, you'll still burn. Really? So, oh, I, yeah. I thought the sun was too weak this time of year, but okay, no. I'm wrong. I think I told two people water. that. In fact, Mark, sunscreen, folks, is important. Probably. Yeah. Well, I thought all, after Labor Day, you're fine, but apparently, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, well, don't listen to this country too. boy. 
I know that that, uh, <laughs> that makes a difference when you're in the water, the reflection. That's oh, true. Maybe. It, in, yeah. it intensifies it. That's how people get burnt out yeah. fishing and stuff in the fall. That makes sense. The on the lakes and stuff. So. All right. So for the people that love, love warm weather, yeah. um, I've got to have a few more 80 degree days. This is what, this just gives you an idea of what could be in the future. This just shows after September 13th this week. In previous years, how many more 80-degree days did we have before, you know, we didn't have any more 80-degree days? And I've got to give full credit, Camilla made this graphic. Yeah. Ah, thanks. Very nice, yeah. <laughs> um, although it's always a team effort. But, um, yeah, look at 2019. As I recall, we turned cool and wet that September, so we didn't have any 80-degree days second half of the month. Most years we have a few more. Yeah. Sometimes in October. Camilla, what did you say the average in October was? Uh, average? Was it one? Average 80 degree days, 80 plus is one for one. October. I think in September, the average is actually closer to like eight is what eight, I was okay. seeing. Sounds right. Um, yeah. But last year was crazy. Look at that. We had 19 wow. 80 plus degree days uh, after September 13th, which that includes the warmest October and warmest September we've had on record here in oh, Portland. this is my favorite graphic. That's an old one, Mark. October last oh, year. You oh, nice job, Mark, because I wrote down some stats from October this year. You're already ahead of the game. Uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, Jeff normally runs this thing, and I didn't want to come in and, and not not do a good job like he Not does. be organized. Well, I think you're going to show him up a little here. Yeah. Oh, please stop. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> stop, don't stop. Yeah, so this is October last year, and I think the records, what do we have? Yeah, we had 12 days in the 80s. Is that possible? One, two, three, yes. four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Yeah, we had 12 days in the 80s. It was insane. And I think, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six of those were record highs. Wow. And then it is always interesting. Typically, at some point in October, the switch flips and look how it flipped. Those are all high temps. Dang. On went the from, 20th. yeah. Can't remember same 21st. week, it went yeah. from mid 80s to mid 50s. I yeah. Love it. And then it turned wet, which we needed badly last year. That was, do I have that? Oh, that was our, our um, longest dry. I'm sorry. Was it the longest dry spell? No, it was the, if you take any four months in Portland's past, any four months, what's the least amount of rain we've seen in any of those four months? And last year was the record. I don't have the graphic for that. Or do I? Oh. Do I? Oh, there it is. Right there. Wow. There you go. So these are the driest 120 day periods. And last year, late June to late October, pretty rare for us to get very little rain through late October. So that's why I said it'd be really good if we had some sort of soaking here in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty wet stuff. September, by the way, last September, like you said, Camilla, really, oh, really dry. Yeah. 0.31 inch, but we'd had a bunch of wet Septembers. And often that when we say wet September, often it might be like mid-month or later in the month or just one week out of the month. It's not pretty un unusual to see, the, you know, a wet September like the whole month. Yeah. I don't think that happens that often. Okay, so looking for rain. So what do we see? Oh, yeah, pull out the euro again. Here we go, folks. <laughs> Uh, what I'm wondering, though, is, folks, I'm just showing kind of a, a lot of small text in this graphic. It's the Euro Ensembles. What it shows is um, if you take each horizontal line, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've got about six days of the Euro model. The bottom horizontal line is the latest run this morning. So what we can do is we can see what's the trend for the rainfall out of the last five or six days. Uh, at Portland Airport, it's 24-hour rainfall. Basically, if there's going to be more than 0 0.10 inch, a tenth of an inch in any 24 hours, it's going to have that green color. All right. So what you see is starting about six days ago it was hinting that if you look at about Sunday, the Saturday the 23rd or Sunday the 24th, 
So still a week and two days, what's that, nine or 10 days away. Notice the euro has been holding on to the ensembles have been saying, hey, we think there's some sort of showery or wet pattern coming up starting about that time. It's still there all the way to today's run. So that's kind of interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can kind of glean information just this way. I mean, we can't say, oh, it's going to start raining on Saturday the 23rd or Sunday the 24th. But we can say, hmm, there's a pretty strong hint that we might be entering or some sort of wetter pattern finally. It might finally happen about then. Also notice Monday, if you look back a few runs, uh, I don't think I can use a pointer here. Can you see my pointer? You yeah, can't. we can. Yeah. Oh, you can? Yeah. Well, yeah. heck. Yeah. For a few days, for about a day and a half here, the Euro was saying, hey, we might see showers on Monday. But then that went away. Now, of course, the last three runs, nothing for Monday. Wednesday, that's kind of popped in the last two days. A little bit of shower action on Wednesday, but it wasn't there a few days ago. But see how solid this is from here all the way down. Something's up for around the 24th. Okay. That's that a really cool graphic. There. I love that graphic because it it illustrates how things can change over over several right. days. Like it's not like right because I think a lot of times right. people are like, I don't understand why you put showers in the seven day, but now they're gone. It's like, well, mm-hmm. models change a lot. So should we use that graphic on TV? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely <Can you> not. <laughs> that would be a consultant's nightmare. The boss's yeah. nightmare to get that graphic out of here, Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Too many, uh, yeah. too many little little things. So when do we typically see? I, I just have this graphic we've shown it before. First half inch of rain. When do we typically see it? Notice most uh-huh. years recently, except for last year, which we covered. You know, really late. It's about now. Yeah. By mid September. So something shows up around the twenty third, twenty fourth, and we get a half inch of rain. That would be, I think, uh, yeah. that'd be expected. Yeah. All right, Katie. Katie is all over this eclipse. Folks, do you realize uh, one month from today, one month mm. from today, we've got a annular eclipse. Look at Tell us all about it, Katie. Okay. So uh, Mark and I were talking about this the other day back in 2017, right? That's mm-hmm. when we had the total um, and everybody flocked to Madras area. Right. It was amazing. But this one is not a total eclipse. So the total yeah. eclipse, if you can see on this graphic, is when the moon gives us that ring of fire. And that's when it's totally covered. Right. It only happens when the moon is at its farthest position from the Earth because that changes to us visually the size of the moon and gives it the possibility to do that ring of fire, which is what we are going to have for us coming up in October. So the sun is never completely blocked by the moon during the annular eclipse. So it's never safe to look directly at the sun without specialized eye protection. But during the viewing time when it is completely, oh my goodness, you can take it off and it's, it's life changing. So (laughs) Hey Katie. Yeah. Two questions. One is, I don't think I'm going to take it off during this eclipse, but you mean the glasses, right? Yes, the glasses. Okay. So and you have the up- to have the glasses on until you get to the 100%. If you're not going to have 100%, don't take the glasses off. So we got to keep the glasses on, keep your clothes yeah. on too. Well, actually, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. Yes. Oh, but man. the glasses on, must folks, stay on. Please. You can take your clothes off, but keep the glasses on. <laughs> I wish we had time to talk about the experience I had at oh. the total eclipse. When I saw people, we all were at the, um, I was stationed with my previous um, station there at the fairgrounds in uh-huh. Madras and the people that were there, the characters that I came in contact with, mm-hmm. the, what they thought this meant and their 
their tinfoil hats and the conversations. It's so <laughs> Venus is in retrograde or something, right? Funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just fantastic. So, so what does wait, it mean for us? Oh wait, so the question I was just gonna say, yeah. so the question for both of you is do you still have your eclipse glasses? Because I do. Not a chance. I have, um, I know I have my media badge and I'm pretty sure I slid the glasses <laughs> into that and it's in my nightstand. Wow. So I tried that's to always so keep, orgasm. like wow. all the events that I've gone to, I've tried to keep the media badges to, to, you know, just as a memento from all these things that I've gone to. So and that way, if there's another Prince concert, you can get in a second time. <laughs> Never oh, been wait. to a concert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I derailed it. Train, train is starting to go off the tracks, but we're pulling it back on here. My fault. Yeah. Pulling okay. it back. So what you're seeing here are the 90% eclipse. Like if you were to look, do you have one that shows the path mark? Yep. You do? Okay. So the path, there it is. So round nine, is 913 and 917 and in Eugene is what I've been told is one of the best places that we'll have to be able to see it. And it only lasts for a little while. So the partial eclipse begins around 8.06. And then the annularity begins around 9.16. Maximum is at 9.18. Then the annularity ends at 9.20. And then the partial eclipse ends at 10.35. So Eugene is supposed to be one of our one of our better places to go see it. And then I think I have a list here just because I was curious. So I thought I would share of kind of the, the path that it's going on. Sure. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I know I had it. So we could somewhere. describe also for, for people that can't see the graphic here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the area of annularity, is that the word? Like yes. totality? Annularity. Well, I like new word. That's very um, cool. It, you basically need to be south of about Albany. It looks yep. like the center line is between Albany and Roseburg. Maybe a little closer to Roseburg. Oh, that's about Rice Hill where they have those really good milkshakes on I-5. Ooh. Ooh. Nobody that's paid me. I didn't get a year's worth of milkshakes to say that, by the way, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you had something no. else you were yep. thinking, Katie? Yep. Well, as I say, so then the path of the the eclipse um, goes into Mexico, Central America, passing over Guatemala, Belize, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, and then it goes into um, South America and Colombia, Northern Brazil, and then ending at sunset in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, cool. So, okay. Yeah. So it's easier and to see it from here, obviously. Yeah. And I, I, my husband, I talk about this, the next total eclipse, I think is the, the, where we'll be able to see it somewhere in Mexico in a couple of years. And we are so planning on taking our children down there because if you haven't ever seen a solar, a total eclipse, it's like I said, yeah. it's it's, you've got to, you've got to make the effort to see it. This one will still be cool, but it's, it's not, not the same. It's not no. quite as cool. It's yeah. not until you get to that couple of minutes where, and it was so cool when we were at the fairgrounds with us, right, Mark? You I was, I was not with you. I didn't know you. Um, I mean, but you I mean I'm not denying. <laughs> I was actually at the airport. Oh, you where were all the, the cool airport. kids were. Yeah. Okay. So that, that second that the moon covered and it went to that. that Just, weird, and yeah. It, it got dead silent. There wasn't a noise. And then about 15 seconds later, people just started crying yes. and screaming. And it was insane. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now just remembering it. So Yeah, I remember the roar of people. There must have been a few thousand people at the airport across, across the tarmac. You could just everybody started going, whoa, and screaming mm -hmm. and yee-hawing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. We should point out, so weather-wise, of course, a big issue with this. No, oh, actually, let me back, let me back up. Um, yeah, this is nothing like the total solar eclipse. I went and looked, you know, there was a, um, a, a 
an annular eclipse that went across the southern part of the USA, kind of and through parts of California, I think, in 2012. And I looked back in my blog post, couldn't even find a mention of it. So clearly it wasn't that impressive mm-hmm. here. It, 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 this time it'll be a little bit closer, of course. Yeah. But um, the biggie is the weather. I mean, yes. October, mid-October, we could easily be foggy in the valleys in the morning. This is at nine in the morning, could be foggy. Or there could be a weather system. We could be in a wet pattern in mid-October and nobody sees it anywhere in Oregon. Yep. But of course, the best chance would be like that Highway 97 corridor, mm-hmm. Chiloquin, south of yes. Lapine, Crater Lake. That would be neat oh, if you had clear skies yeah. Crater Lake. Really cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. So we will see how that yeah. turns out. I've yeah. got my tickets for, um, I'm going to go see the total solar eclipse next April 8th. It's at one, one or so in the afternoon in Dallas. Big, That'll be across the eastern plans. USA. Yeah. yeah. Big plans for that. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. All right. So we will see. We, As far as I'm aware, we don't have any big plans for special coverage because I guess, like you've said, and we've, we've covered, it's not that, that huge of an event. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the term of the week? Weather yeah. term of the oh, week? Yeah. So this is a mystery to me and Katie, too. Mark kept this under wraps. Top he secret. Would, it was lock and key. He would not tell us <laughs> really? what it is. I even went over to the printer when I printed it out last night and grabbed it so Katie didn't go like sniffing around like it's Christmas Eve looking for the oh gift. Oh my gosh. I Am I being too dramatic? Yeah, no. I love the weather term of the week. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It's my okay, this one. You ready for the big buildup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drizzle. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of a letdown, Mark. Yeah. Anti-climatic. You know, somewhere in this software, you know, um, somewhere in this software, I'm going to go back. We have, I can do like little, um, I, here we go. Here's the big, um, here we go. It is drizzle. Could you hear the drum? That did not oh. hear that. Oh, That's that was even more there. of a letdown. Oh. Well, when, when they go and edit it back, we'll just ask them to put the drum roll. In. Can we also ask them to yeah. put in a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So drizzle, it's it's a type, we all know this, it's a type of precipitation, right? Uh, and this consists of water droplets. Here's the biggie. You're saying drizzle, light rain, rain, what's the difference? Drizzle is water droplets less than 0.5 millimeters in diameter, okay? And larger mm-hmm. than 100 micrometers. So droplets larger than 0.5 millimeters, so that's the cutoff, half a millimeter, those are raindrops. Half a millimeter here. And then we have drizzle. Okay, uh, drizzle usually falls from low stratus clouds. We kind of think of that, don't we? Like, oh, low clouds, is drizzling. Um, frequently accompanied by low visibility and fog. That's true because if the clouds are that low, it could be, you know, it could be in the fog and getting drizzle. Um, it's classified, three classifications. Light is if the rate of fall is 0.01 inch accumulation of, of the rain, the drizzle per hour. And heavy is greater than 0.02 inches. So an aggressive heavy drizzle gets you 0.02 inches of rain per hour. Wow. Well, and I would think of drizzle, like when I think about it, it's, you know, when it first, like you talked about it being low, it doesn't have very far to fall because it's so close to the ground. So it doesn't have time to accumulate and like, you know, collide with other drops and like gain in it. So I couldn't imagine that drizzle would be able to make it. It would be probably pretty specific condition for something to make it from a high cloud all the way to the ground because if it, they're going to yeah. collide right so it would have to right come from lower you're clouds. not going to get drizzle out of clouds fifteen thousand feet up in the air yeah, exactly um, so and i that's when i think of like the oregon coast in the morning you go outside yes low clouds 
Yeah. What I've I've noticed it often at the end. That's kind of a quirky thing. I've noticed it at the end, not at the end, but when we have a one of those easterly wind episodes where moisture comes in and we get snow or freezing rain. And think about when we first start those events here in Portland. So we got cold dryer coming out of the gorge. The, the you know the moisture's coming in at five or ten thousand feet. We get either rain or snow, right? We get raindrops, freezing rain. But then as the things moisten up down below. Often in, during those episodes, like two or three day episodes like that, later on, we get into drizzle, which it would be a freezing drizzle typically because uh-huh. it's below freezing. So I've seen that before where it's like, wait, it just finished snowing. Now we're getting drizzle mm-hmm. and now we're getting freezing drizzle on things. So that's when I've noticed. And that's when, you know, low clouds have formed and there's just some a little bit of lifting to produce the drizzle. So drizzle is not a real sexy uh, meteorological term, of course, <laughs> but we see a lot of it in the Northwest, don't we? Yeah. What was the yeah. what was the measurement one more time? Okay, so and actually, good question, Camilla, because it's 0.5 millimeter, half a millimeter. Half a millimeter. Because I had to go and look because nobody has any idea what size that is, right? Well, because I was going to say, so does this mean every time we say drizzle now, okay, folks, you got to go out there, get your rulers and measure. (laughs) Ah, but the ruler is not going to do it because it's uh, it's the point of a pencil. It's about the half a tip of a pencil. Oh, okay. All right. So... So I think a lot of people, for good reason, get confused. Drizzle, it, it, like light rain, we're getting just a few scattered light rain drops. You know, they're bigger. Mm-hmm. Light rain drops. That's not yeah. drizzle. Drizzle is the stuff that kind of blows around in the wind, too, you know? Yeah, and like the misty, just, misty stuff. Misty. Mist. Yeah. Mist drizzle, kind of kind of the same thing. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty easy. How's that pumpkin spice latte? I just saw a big sip there. Oh, no, that's the water. It's already gone. Oh, oh it's wow. gone? Okay. All right. <laughs> because because we've been going on forever. Were you drinking it hot or cold? Oh, it was hot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Have I missed anything? Have I missed anything? Because I guess we should wrap it up. No? I think that was good. Yeah. Okay. I hope Jeff is going to be proud. You know he's going to be listening. Hey, Jeff. Oh, Jeff is going to be so proud of you, Mark. Jeff, he did it all by himself. Yeah. Well, (laughs) thanks very much for joining us, folks. Thank you to uh, Camilla and um, Camilla and um, Katie. Sorry. That would be my name. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think oh, we're going oh, so well until this. the end. Oh, oh, sorry, Katie. We part. love you, Katie. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Please tell us about the weather.